And hello, everybody. Welcome to GI Joburg episode 280. And we are not being joined by Steve. Instead, <laughs> it will be myself and Rob. How are hey, you? Hey, I'm, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. How are you? Yeah, how are so you? Good, <laughs> so, so good. Um, you know, it's been like, I think it's been like a day now or two days now where I've actually been on leave. Um, lot, yeah so it's been great not to like freak out and you know worry about work and worry about stuff being done and yeah just be able to relax uh, where we can of course because we still have the specter of loom, uh, load shedding looming over us oh hell yeah no, so that much has, fun I, don't, I wouldn't say ruined but yeah it definitely has ruined uh, christmas so far it's yeah it's, it's really it's no real fun bummer. It's a real bummer. At all. And, oh, God. And it's just, yeah. Anyway, it's the gift that doesn't give. Um, <laughs> but aside from that, yeah, man, like, it was pretty cool. The, uh, I mean, we did our Christmas end-of-year Christmas lunch functions uh, for the places that I do work for, my two, Ooh, two of my big clients, which is rad, yeah. The one place we got fed at, we, we, we ate really well at this one really fancy restaurant that they took us to. And then the other one, um, I shared it with you guys on our WhatsApp group. Uh, we got to see a premiere of the first episode that's now been finally comped and everything for the one show I'm working on. Obviously, uh, and sadly, I can't mention the name of the show on uh, anywhere public. So I'm sorry, guys. You're just going to have to wait and uh, until I can. But that was pretty rad. And yourself, Rob, what have you been getting up to? How's things been in Rob's world? Well, Roswell's been pretty good. I mean, pretty decent, I think. Um, so for the last week, Stephen and his family have been away in Hermanus. That's uh, actually why he's Thank not you. joining us today. He, um, yeah, the entire family, his brother, his sister, their kids, their respective others, uh, Kim, his, you know, Elliot and the pair, the, the whole family, everybody. So yeah. I've been staying in the old uh, homestead for the, for, for the past week, kind of like holding the fort. Um, which is usually fine during the day, but like when it comes to like nighttime, I don't know. I get very anxious on my own. Really, <laughs> I, I don't know yeah, why. It's like, kind I, of like, a biggish house. So. It, it is. It is a proper big house. Um, yeah, but it's weird because like even if there was just one other person here, like I'd feel totally fine. But like, yeah, because obviously, like you know, one other person is really going to make much much of a difference. You know, if if something goes down or whatever. Um, but it it just it just feels yeah. I feel uncomfortable. At, on my own here and i was like okay I'm, i thought i'd be fine but apparently i'm not <laughs> yeah, that ladies and gentlemen is actually uh what it's like to be a south african <laughs> yeah you know like yeah. it's just but eventually you get used to the noises um and you know i kind of have like routines that i, I kind of went into where i was like we're gonna make this place look busier than it is so i, I you know i probably home alone it <laughs> <laughs> like did you have silhouettes and stuff in the windows oh yeah i switched on different lights and like uh, you know like and then the lounge, the lights would switch off, you know, and you know, as they kind of wind down. And then the parents' bedroom, you know, you kind of switch the lights down. Oh, and then the power goes out at 10. So then you have to switch on, you know, like a little lamp or something because someone needs to go to the toilet. And, like, it's, I really went over the top. Like, I mean, yeah, I did not do silhouettes and I did not set up traps. Um, but, but definitely, yeah, I was probably more paranoid than I should have been. Because um, it's, it's just a house, you know, a house amongst many houses um yeah and yeah yeah and i mean and to be fair rob i mean you're not really alone i mean i'm sure a huge portion of joe is currently in cape town 
<laughs> so it's not like you have anything to worry about. <laughs> exactly. I mean, we're completely surrounded, and um, yes. yeah. Otherwise, it was it was a cool week. I kind of just watched lots of YouTube. Um, I filmed a couple of little things, um, which I oh, will cool. hopefully edit in the next couple of weeks and, and get those out. I was just oh. having fun. Um, like me and Stephen had fun in our most recent video. Um, his yes. vlogs, I which I'm very 25. annoyed about. I just want I, I want to have it here on record. I'm super annoyed about that. So <laughs> carry on. Well, I mean, yeah, I think so. This was originally an idea um, that we wanted to do when all three of us were down here, just kind of like exactly film us playing, and that's essentially what we did in in, in the video vlog. I think it's 25 vlogs, 25. Um, yeah, on the on the YouTube channel. Um, but then one night Stephen was just like, okay, let's just do it now. Like, you know, we're both here. Let's just try and do a little bit of something. Um, and it, it felt like it was literally just how we would play. Um, and yeah, it, it was a really fun experience. And then he was like, should I put this, uh, give this to the public? And I was like, yeah, dude, for sure. Show everyone how, how much fun we had as kids and how much fun we can still have with our, with our toys, without Paul. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's exactly what it felt like. <laughs> let's see how much fun we can have with that fall um yeah but to be fair i mean we were quite super busy i mean when yeah, i we was down busy and like in the middle of the week as well my grandmother um you know came came down with a bit of an illness and that did steal time away from us um thankfully she's fine now um but yeah so we didn't get as much done as we would have liked to have while we were all here chilling the, together chilling together and like something that I'm like also just on the topic of being annoyed. Sorry. But um, <laughs> they they had an IMAX screening of Top Gun Maverick. Ooh. And yeah, and I really wanted to catch it. And just with all of the um, sort of, you know, we had Rage, that whole big convention thing. Okay, cool. Um, and then in the week after that, you know, it's just been a bit of work stuffies. And then just with the last like few days, it's just been a bit, you know, crazy. You know, just the Christmas you know, functions and, and getting stuff done and, and also Celia winding down for the year. I really wanted to go and watch it. And of course, the first day where I'm like, okay, cool, I can go and do this. It's already off. And I'm no. like, oh, how are they expecting to make money? They don't even, they didn't even have it on for like, it didn't even feel like it was on for a week. Never mind. Like, and I thought they would have it at least for the month. And that's really, really, really annoying. So I still haven't watched damn Top Gun Maverick because I actually was, my intention was to go and watch it Pretty much the day after we shot that awesome episode with Budface 69, um, ah. which was yeah, 179, uh, 279. And yeah, so I'm still annoyed with that. But the cool thing is, at least I'm on leave and it's Christmas time. Hell yeah. So this is a comment that comes to us, or uh, not a comment, but it's kind of like a quick fire topic. And Ooh. I'm and I'm gonna put this out to you, uh, members of the Vogue Force in the chat. Um, and obvious, and also to everybody listening, uh, so that we can have your comments in, in the episode. Uh, what are you hoping Santa is going to bring you, or what are you hoping to find under your tree uh, this Christmas? And uh, I'm just going to let the uh, let, let the 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 Berg Force do its things in the comments there, and then uh, point the question at you, Rob. What are you hoping to find under your tree this Christmas? And it doesn't have to be G.I. Joe, dude. It doesn't have to oh, be. It could I, be anything. You know, wow. It could be anything. Landmine. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I don't want a landmine. That, that, that sounds a little too too dangerous. Um, 
Well, it is something that I've been wanting to get for a while. I mean, I'll probably end up buying for myself, but I mean, it's, you know, it's better than, than nothing. Um, so Larry Harmer worked on a miniseries called Wolverine Patch um, this, this last yes. year now. Um, I haven't had a chance to read it yet, but I did put aside all five issues and I haven't bought them yet. So I'm actually, I'm hoping that I will remember to buy that for myself before next weekend. <laughs> okay. So you can <laughs> have, have something, something cool to read for to Christmas. Read. Hell yeah. Otherwise, okay. I mean, like being, you know, being a, a, dude, a dude in my, almost in my 40s, um, my family will probably end up giving me some nice chocolates and and some other nice kind of like random stuff. I think it's usually like kids who get toys. But I mean, then again, I mean, we are adult we are kids. kids, you know, we, 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 we yeah. hopefully will still get toys of, of some sort. Yes, yes we, I'm hoping Wolverine Patch. Wolverine Patch. That sounds cool. Yeah. And um, just checking here is <laughs> Budface69 is very happy to see. Um, hell yeah. Hell yeah. He's happy to see you there. Um, also, just uh, not so much on the Christmas thing, but uh, Darren, uh, Darren Cobb just responding. Oh, but Rob, there is another person there. Winky face. Winky wink. <laughs> <laughs> no, there isn't. It's just me. <laughs> don't, don't. Well. Although, funny enough that you say that, the one night I was sitting um, in the lounge and Ooh, suddenly so I hear I the sound. Music. No, I, I hear the sound in the roof. And I'm like, what the heck is that? It's like this like very quick running sound. But I realized, okay, it's not, it's 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 like a rat or it's a, it's a squirrel or something. But it's, it's suddenly it's like across the roof, like the interior of the roof. And I'm like, oh my God. Oh, that can be, <laughs> that can be creepy. They're coming to eat my feet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, them, them feet-eating squirrels. Uh, Matthew Comstock in the comments, uh, he just said, uh, an investment with a 10% <laughs> annual return. Uh, yeah, why not? Under the Christmas that would tree, be, wow. <laughs> that would be great under the Christmas tree. Yeah. How do we get one of those, uh, Matt? How do we get one of those? Like Maybe we should get him on an episode and he can help us figure that out that would actually not be a bad idea a natural you know, advice uh, to help us um afford this habit point. of ours yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um yeah <laughs> and uh but face six nine is like ninjas he hopes to see ninjas under his christmas tree yeah I, dude that's probably a good idea either that or always referring to the ninjas in my roof i hope oh. i hope you i hope you prefer to have ninjas under the christmas tree <laughs> Matt's uh give me a thousand dollars and I'll show you. I oh, love wow. okay. your face. Sounds like a good deal. It sounds like a good deal. Yeah. Um <laughs> <laughs> this is great. Whenever I hear unexplained noises, I assume ninjas because it's more whimsical than crackheads. <laughs> yeah. Okay. yeah. Okay, well good. I, I I'm actually hoping for ninjas under my Christmas tree. Under um, your Christmas tree. Okay. Under my Christmas tree or by the Christmas tree. That would be cool. Uh, no, it's just uh, when I was in Cape Town and I we went to uh, Heinz store to Back in Time Toys and I got myself that uh, smoke. I didn't realize that he actually also had a Sub-Zero. Ah. Yeah. And I was going to treat myself with it. And also, I've just been busy. I haven't had a chance to like sit down and do internet buying stuff. So... 
Yeah, and I was looking at that tasty, tasty Sub-Zero, and I'm just like, okay, um, I'm going to grab one. I'm going to do the purchase now. I've just got to sort out this thing and that thing and, you know, quickly. And Because I wasn't at home. That's the thing. That's like, if I'm at home, it's like easy. But I wasn't at home. I was like running around, making sure I'm on time for this thing and whatever, as one does. Oh, and it was, it was also my dad's birthday. Um, ah, well, happy yeah. birthday. Sure, to, sure. To, to your opa. And uh, yeah, so we actually took him out for for dinner, and I can't believe it. He's eighty years old. I keep forgetting how old he is. I keep thinking my dad's like seventy one or something, but he's eighty now. And so we went for that. So I just anyway, I get home, and I'm like, okay, cool. I'm gonna go and finally pull the trigger on this toy now, mm-hmm. and it's gone. No, <laughs> no, I know. It's like it's annoying. It's sad, but uh, yeah. So no Sub Zero GI Joe Sub Zero for Paul anymore. Uh, I'm just going to have to settle with um, the G.I. Joe version of Sonya Blade from Mortal Kombat. <laughs> well, so, I mean, I, if I remember correctly, she looked like an, a, a pretty decent figure. I mean, she was one of the ones you pulled out of that big um, crate. Yeah. Yeah. No, she is a very, very cool, uh, <laughs> very, very cool looking figure. So, And I got a cool idea for her for a story. Ah. Um, and it's cool how this has kind of worked its way around because that ninja version of Smoke or that G.I. Joe version of Smoke um, has mm. given me a cool idea for a story, for a, a for a, I want to say play motion story, but I think I, I'm just working out how to do it properly, but I want to do it as one of our like shorts because I'm really enjoying the G.I. Uh, our shorts on G.I. Joe book. Um, and I've got some cool stuff lined freeing. up. Like yeah. shorts feel very, like you can just put it out whenever and, you know, if people see it, they'll see it. It's just, you know, it's like 10... I don't know, up to a minute, two minutes long. I, I, mean, I don't even know what length you're supposed to make these things. Um, yeah. I don't think there is a supposed to length. Um, but yeah, it's, it's quite fun. I especially enjoyed st- <laughs> Elliot stomping around on the flag. <laughs> on the flag. Yeah, people freaked out. Yeah, it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I want to I wanna find a way to make it cool. And then also cool for the Bergforce as well. Like trying to do like, I don't know. I'm... I'm I don't want to think about it too hard because nah, I would I like to start it. I'd like to start it on Monday. Um, I have this this idea, and I'm just going to do it. And to all of yeah, everybody that's, listening, in the end, that's all you can do is just do it. And the more exactly. you do things, the better you get at it. I mean, you, you know that as an artist, you know. Yeah, exactly. When you're right. a kid, you're drawing like funny little stick figures, and now as a you know fifty old man, you know you can they're draw really funny. cool ninjas. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Know? They're less sticky, and they're more like ninjury. So that's the plan. That's the plan. So yeah, to the Berg Force out there, just uh, bear with me. My videos might not be as exciting as as the combined might of G.I. Joe Berg's videos are, <laughs> or as great as Steven's videos are, but whatever's. Get we'll get there. The, the whole thing is just putting it up, putting it out there. Um, <laughs> so Darren is hoping for a written apology from Mr. Harmer about issue 300 under his Christmas tree. <laughs> uh, uh, I, yeah, yeah I... Uh, Steven didn't seem very um, big on it um, when he, when he, you know, kind of like briefly mentioned uh, having read it. Um, but I'm excited to see what ha- anyway what happens next. I'm just glad that it does sound like it will be published by another company and will continue past 300. You know. Yeah, that would be that's, cool. That's a good, good, good. I mean, also you never know like how much oversight he really had while he was, you know, at, at IDW, like uh, maybe, maybe being somewhere else, he'll be more free to kind of like craft whatever stories he wants to. I don't know. There's I still haven't read that... the last, you know, 150 issues. So. Was... 
<laughs> yeah, there's that. I think um I think in all fairness, I think uh we're we're too hard on the comic, I think, as fans sometimes. I know for sure. I mean, like if you go back, I mean like it, it's it's not it's not always necessarily gold, gold, golden, you know. Like um mm. I think nostalgia does make things much better than they were, but they are it's still good. I'm not saying like, you know, the original comic series is rubbish. Um Mm. But also at the time, it was not a big thing, you know. As yeah. well, he was, he was writing a, a cool stories. He was just having fun with it, uh, making a paycheck. But since then, obviously, he has become the big GI Joe guy. So I think there is maybe, maybe not a conscious pressure, but there is kind of like a pressure of like, you know, people are expecting something from this. And yes. hopefully, you know, just let go of that and just go crazy. I think it it would be really helpful to the comic run. And and also maybe just to the fandom, if we weren't expecting, and I say we because you know you and I are part of the fandom as well. And I don't want to oh, no, create this like yeah. separation. Like there are good fans. No, and bad you know fans. it's not like we're not fans. You know. Obviously. Yeah, but I think I think it would be quite helpful if we just sort of just let GI Joe the comic book just be a comic book because I think sometimes we sit and we like this has got to be the best book ever because this is this thing that we love to bits. And, it's, mm. you know, and, and I think sometimes we put a lot of pressure on it. And I actually think guys of our age, uh, or should I say fans of our age, never mind just G.I. Joe, we do put a lot of pressure on the things that we love. And yeah, this is well, most notable. Yeah, sorry, Rob. Yeah, No, I was going to say Matthew sums it up nicely. All fandoms are way too hard to please. Yes. Like you really I'm do. actually flash that on the screen. Like the imagination that you have... I, or at least I, you know, I'm interpreting. The more you think about something, you probably think about it a lot more than the people who, who created it ever, ever did. Like we constantly, you know, living it, we're breathing it, we're thinking about it um, way more than they ever did. It was just like, you know, it's a job, yeah. you know, they produce something cool and it's, it's, it's amazing that people enjoyed it. Um, but yeah, we really can overthink things. Probably. Oh, hell yes. Oh, like hell yes, definitely. Um, yeah, we just, that's just what we do as fans, you know? And I think it's also like, I mean, I've caught myself uh, recently now, there's a game called Callisto Protocol and it's made oh, by the guys. Yeah, I heard, yeah. Yeah, so it's made by the guys who made um, Dead Space uh, for Dead our listeners. Space. And Dead Space is incredibly cool. Uh, the first mm -hmm. and second games are phenomenal. And actually, so is the third one. Um, with the, if you just minus all of EA's tampering and wanting to get uh, extra DLC monies in. But anyway, pardon me. That's cool. Anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, anyway, Callisto Protocol is really great. And the internet's having a collective shit fit about it because it's not dead space. But that's the thing. It's not dead space. It's Callisto Protocol. And people needed like... I, I wish people would understand or just maybe just slow down for two seconds and just take a breath and go... We've got a really cool sci-fi horror action game to play. We haven't had one of those. We we didn't have one of those last year, you know, and mm. we didn't have one of those a year before. And we now we've got one that's actually of quite a high quality. And people are bitching and moaning. It's it's almost it's like, you know, we just get that. That's the thing. You know, we we spend a lot of money on this stuff and we demand quality. But then sometimes when we have quality in our hands, we don't realize it's there, you know, and it's just annoying. Yeah. So I think. I think maybe uh, just to sound, I mean, I haven't read the last episode of G.I. Joe either. Um, thank you, Bart. Um, Bart sent it to me to to have a look um, digitally, of course. And I was just sort of getting in there and I'm like, 
Okay. Yeah. So I feels like I should at least read the last 20 or so issues sequentially just to get myself into the right frame of mind. And and maybe now I might appreciate that um, that that line of comic books a bit more because I know that I've also been quite guilty of poo-pooing the most recent run of the comic books and it's, you know, with all of its associated uh, drama and everything that goes around it. But I know Steven's been like quite good with that, like really good with that, actually. He's been on top of it. So, I yeah. know, for sure. He's he's definitely read a ton more Diageo comic books than I have. MC, MCDJ, uh, ACDC says, maybe that's because our childhood memories are so strong and that uh, that we are that way. Yes, I agree with that. I also think it's that our lives, like, uh, thankfully for a lot of us, um, I think we a lot of us, at least, uh, and when I say this word, when I say we had the privilege of growing up in a, you know, we grew up well, you know, two parents or one strong parent or, you know, being able to afford school, all those things. We, we had certain privileges and whatever's growing up. But as kids, we had mm. a good life. And so whenever things from our childhood lives come into our adult lives, they inspire memories. So whenever the, these the new versions of those things come in, I think that they they do fight with that inner child. Yeah, they have. fight with that. Yeah, those ideas, those those the things that you've built up in your own memory of what these things are to exactly. you as, as as a child and as a person now. And yeah, Magic as Com- Matthew says, yeah, yeah. We're still no, you go, go. We overanalyze every detail looking for meaning that isn't there. Yeah, we yeah, add man. as fandoms. That's what we do. I mean, I, I think often, obviously, that that does build on, on stuff. It does help the creators themselves. They're like, Oh wow. I never thought of it that way. You know, and they can kind of reincorporate stuff in there and overanalyzing is it's, it's, it's a good and a bad thing because, you know, we just spend so much time thinking about it that we really do know things inside and out. And I think that's exactly. a fun thing to, to be able to do as long as you can kind of go when there is new stuff, you kind of go, let me approach this fresh, hopefully. Yeah. And, you know, and kind of like at least give it some sort of a chance before being like, yeah, you know, mm, yeah, maybe not. No, I feel you. That said, and this is actually a great segue into uh, <laughs> the topic that Rob and I sort of <laughs> came up with for this episode. We brainstormed. We had many hours we, of thinking and uh, deliberation between us. Yes, but I like this. So we <laughs> want to talk about some of the most ridiculous things of GI Joe. Um, and small disclaimer: some of these things are things that we really love or things yeah, that we sure. really hate or things that are just so gi joe that are absolutely ridiculous but in no means uh, are we attacking our favorite thing uh no, we no, just no, want to have a little bit like, of fun like here's, and, yeah here's something that feels ridiculous like if you take it out of context or if you take it or if you look at it in the context that it is within um like what yeah. is a ridiculous thing about a figure or an accessory or a weapon or whatever that just feels like, eh, you know, like you, you, maybe you could have done that better. Exactly. It's one of those situations where your grandmother sees you playing with G.I. Joes and she's like, what are you playing with, dear? And you're like, Grandma, I'm playing uh, with this sailor. Ah, my voice is cracking. <laughs> uh, he's, he's got a... <laughs> he's got a parrot. His name's Polly. <laughs> He likes to drive the road toads. It's his favorite vehicle. <laughs> Which, by the way, uh, fans and lovers of G.I. Joe, everybody needs a road toad. You know how it's the best vehicle ever made. And that's actually exactly the vehicle we're going to kick off with. Where huh? the heck is this picture of mine? Uh, 
I had it now. Anyway, uh, while we get that, Rob, throw up one of your suggestions for a ridiculous or cool thing in G.I. Joe that's ridiculous. I don't know. You go. Okay. So, well, I, I, I'm just going to go like hard on the on the very first one. If I can, if I can get this to work myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Am I still here? Hello. Okay, so the first thing that I find really ridiculous and has always been ridiculous, to me at least, um, is Zartan's uh, Jesus mask. I find, <laughs> I find, I always thought it was kind of silly. It's kind of funny. Um, like, he, he's the master of disguise, and how do they kind of go about representing this? By giving him a little mask. Now, he's a completely different person, and you would never be able to mistake him. <laughs> for you know who he was before it's like look away and then he puts the mask on well, hello there and they're like oh my god who are you we've never seen you before um <laughs> so to me this mask has always been really hilarious like i i find that absolutely ridiculous it's just like this is how you choose to make him like the master of disguise and what's even more ridiculous to me at least is that it comes with a backpack that he puts the bloody face into. He puts the face in the backpack. Like, I... Uh, to me, I don't know. <laughs> I love Zartan. I love him to bits. But it's just... It's hilarious that he has this... This face in a mask. This mask in, 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 a, in a backpack. And, like, that is, like... That's the degree of his master of disguiseness. Is that he puts a face in, in a backpack. Oh, and I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna give you a response to that in like two seconds, but I just want to lean into this comment from Jim Godfrey. All right, absolutely. Hey, Jimmy. Um, hey, hey. I think there's I think there's a bit too much reverence towards Hammer. Costa and Shioli have produced far superior work in the most recent years of the comic. Uh, I agree. And I, I'm scared people are gonna get very cross with Paul for saying that, but I agree. And uh, you know, they've done they definitely put some. Wonderful paint on the house that Larry Homer built. And I know that everybody loves uh, Shioli, but I loved that book. That was one of the most fun comic books I'd read no, in a very long time. No, he was fantastic. I mean, Shioli kind of like reimagines a lot of properties. I mean, Matthew also mentions GoBots. Um, another fantastic yes. attempt on his part to kind of like recontextualize old, old, you know, properties that kind of like live in people's memories and doing his own thing with them. I think, yeah, I mean, like what made... So, like, even if you go back to, like, a character, like, you know, before we, before, while you're still looking to share your screen. Um, yes. Um, what, 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 Batman, his own creator, Bull, you know, Bullfinger and Bob Kane, um, they didn't, they, they didn't do the best stories for, for, for Batman ever. You know, those, the better stories have come decades after they even passed away, you know? Yeah. That now, that there are even amazing stories. So, literally, like, the creator of something isn't always going to be the best person to do stories for something. I mean, you look at the cartoon yeah. completely d d divested from anyone involved in the, in the comic books and they did their own things and, and that, that attracted a lot of people to enjoy G.I. Joe in that vein. And yeah, totally. for sure. I think, you know, you, we as fans have to be a lot less, yeah, you know, critical, overthinking and just like, yeah, give someone else a chance to kind of you know, um show off how good they can be when they kind of like show off totally 
and and just yeah, hope that it's not episode seven, eight, and nine. That's all. Well, exactly. You see, because I mean, that's the thing. You can there can be good good stuff and there can be bad stuff, and you measure it against what's what what has come before, and mm. Harmer has definitely laid the road of you know a, go a golden road that for people to follow. Um, but yeah, you know, everyone just get, take your own chances and and do what you you feel you want to do with the property. And for something, um, and just to come back to your comment earlier about Zartan, <laughs> um, Zartan, that that figure, that feature got even more ridiculous. Mm -hmm. at, at, when when they when they did the modern era and they gave you Storm Shadow and Duke, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like Storm Shadow wearing a hood with a midriff. I mean, come now, Hasbro, I mean, <laughs> not just Hasbro. Come on, come like, on. Zartan. And then like suddenly Duke's like. I am wearing Zartan's clothes. Let's go, Joe. It's you went that so, way. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. It's like <laughs> I, I just I could never get this like in my brain. Like, how is like okay? Like, I'm going to convince people. I I really kind of feel like we should play that up in a play motion one day as like a, a weird side joke. I think it's a I think that'd thing. be hilarious. It's like he actually isn't the master of disguise. People just kind of like let him have it. You know, they're like, yeah, they just okay, let him do it. It's like, oh, okay. Zartan, he's been drinking uh, he's again. He's doing that thing again where he puts the mask yeah. on. Come on. Oh, he's doing the he's doing the voice. He's doing the voice. Okay. Oh, show, show, oh, he's shining the him. chips <laughs> the back. Oh, okay, I guess it's my yeah, owner. Yeah. You know, he's he's he needed the chips. Uh, you know, from the back of the cafe. Okay, you can have them. Owner yeah, man, you just lost. <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, the the thing is though. In saying that, I wouldn't have it any other way but the modern era, for example. I, I love that he comes with those two stupid masks. I just do. Yeah. It's like... No, I, can, I love that, that that's how they represented it. It's just objectively, you know, it, yeah. it's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. But, um, Paul, who's the guy that, you, that you're sharing with us right now? Who's this? this is a guy that's my garden, man. This is Pathfinder. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, as a kid, could never get my head around this guy. As a kid, I was just like, this dude is, this dude's just like got this huge cutting thing. He's got two guns. And I, and may I just add on the card art, it does look like his gun is coming out of his crotch. Yes. Just want to put that out there, like just so that <laughs> everybody can see that. I'd hate for people to miss out on that. Let me see if I can zoom in there. I think it's control. There we go. There, there we go. Extreme, extreme close up. There we go. It looks like it's coming out of his crotch. It's like, right. There. I know it's not, but it does look like it is. So, um, yeah, this guy, yeah, this guy, <laughs> I used to, <laughs> I used to give David so much help because he kind of, the figure version of him kind of looks like my Asian buddy, Dave. So uh. I'm, I, I hope nobody thinks I'm profiling here, but it does look a lot like Dave because Dave did love to always wear sunglasses all the time. And he did used to, he, it looks like Dave. Okay. I'm just putting it out there and Dave's from Hong Kong. <laughs> so you know, take that what you, uh, as you, uh, how you will. But Pathfinder is a ridiculous figure. He really is. I mean, like, like what? Nobody else in GI Joe can cut down plants with a machete. Apparently, you so know? he has to have a special machine that does it for you. A special, a special <laughs> an machine, electric, like an electric uh, you know, machete machine that, that cuts down grass. Pathfinder, go first. The grass is too tall. And I love how they give him that hat, like. On the card art, he looks like he's actually. This looks like a guy that's gonna like scam you 
out of <laughs> something. Like he's gonna scam you. He's gonna try and sell. Like if he was running around today, he'd be trying to sell you Dodge crypto. You know, <laughs> you get what I mean? Like he's got that look. Like, hey kids, wanna buy some crypto? You know. And also that hat kind of reminds me of Bill Murray from Groundhog Day. Oh, it does. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, as Darren Cobb says, Pathfinder, undercover gardener. <laughs> and it's so feels stupid. feels like he's but... suited to being a gardener rather than a Joe. And once again, <laughs> it's going to sound like terrible backpedaling, but I love this toys accessories and I totally went out of my way to get my hands on one because I really do like the spinning blade of death. It's actually quite nasty. If you think about it, I mean, and those guns, like the way, the fact that they sit on the backpack, the way they do is pretty cool. So yeah, I, I, I dig them. I dig them. Well, a, a good comment uh, about, about the weed whacker from buttface69. Why the hell did we not as a society choose the name electric machete over weed whacker? Agreed. Yes, that's... Agreed. There we electric go. Electric machete sounds so much cooler. Like, I would actually want to use that to cut down grass. That should be his, like, code name, Electric Machete. He's like, what do I do? He's like, I'm all alone. <laughs> <laughs> Rob, what is your next pick? Okay, um, so my next one, I, I adore this figure. It's, it's one of my favorites. Um, it's Incinerator. But what I never really... Oh, you also do... got one. Okay, now I've got to find a new Incinerator. <laughs> <laughs> What I really didn't enjoy was the fact that he came with a catapult. Same. It made no sense to me because, like, if you think about it, his flamethrower can shoot as far as that catapult can, and it really is not reaching much further. Like, he's got, like, weird balls of fire that he throws at people. It's like, just shoot them with your flamethrower. You're right there. Just do it. He's... It's just a fantastic figure. Like, I, I love him. But this catapult always, like, it made no sense to me. Like, literally, you, you pull the little thing, it throws it. And what does he do with the thing? Like, he, he, there's nowhere to carry it. It's like he's flamethrowing people and he's dragging this, this this giant catapult along with him on the battlefield. I feel like he needs, like, a team of people that carry this for him while he, you know, flamethrows G.I. Joes and, and innocent people. <laughs> and guys you know that i loved this toy as a kid because i actually still have the catapult <laughs> yeah like, i still have the catapult too i mean i mm. i definitely do i still have the figure but i mean like the catapult is just like it's just like i it never made sense to me like like they just felt like they had to include something with them because obviously it's the 90s you they all gotta have something that throws things or shoots missiles shoot things yeah but and, it's and, like you didn't have to do this. He's so cool without it. Also, uh, this is one for the comments. Uh, when you are watching this on YouTube, um, and also to the Bergforce here in the chat, um, Rob's got a pick here, and it's from yojo.com. Uh, thank you, yojo.com. Um, I always felt like this was the wrong way to wear the backpack for the incinerator. I always prefer like that. This big... was upside down. Yeah, I feel like the horizontal tube should be a uh, horizontal canister should be at the bottom by his bum controversy Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> so which way is it guys um tube is at the bum or, or tube down? at the back yeah yeah let us know because obviously i'm wrong steven's gonna be like i'm wrong 
But yeah, uh... he's, he's going <laughs> to tell you in the comments. He's going to be like, sorry, sorry, Paul. Actually, this is the proper way of doing it because the cable wouldn't reach all the way up there. And of course, the way that fuel runs, uh, it runs like this. Yeah, exactly. And sorry about that. That is my alarm. Despite my oh being my silent. goodness, the alarm. Yeah, no, that was yeah. We're not used to doing a podcast while the sun is still shining here. Oh, right, absolutely. So. This is a very weird time. We we do apologize to to the patrons um, uh, who got time zones messed up, but like we literally chose this time because it is smack dab between my load shedding, um, you know, like schedule, and also yeah, Paul's load schedule, load shedding, load shedding schedule, shedding. <laughs> That. We both have yeah. power at this time, so that's why we went with this. This weird time of Darren five Cobb. p.m. In South African afternoon. <laughs> Darren Cobb, that is like Destro and his Mars pizza launcher in case of Ninja Turtle invasion. Uh, <laughs> yes, agree. Uh, but uh, ironically, that was actually a very cool toy that um, sewer launcher with the the dustbin. And yeah, everything. it was great fun, but it's just like, why did you come with that? It's just it's just another mechanism that the you know obviously that they could do in the nineties. I'm just so glad that he didn't come with a rocket launcher that is supposedly a flamethrower. Um, oh, no, and I'm that, referring, that of course, to Mega Marines. Yeah. <laughs> so um, then uh, jumping in here as well, uh, and I love this comment as well from MCDJ ACDC. He would have been better in Star Brigade. I, uh, I, I he does have that great like space look. I can to him. see it. I can mm. definitely see it. Yeah. Totally see that happening. I just love the detailing on this character. Like I just love like the, the weird like stippling of his like um I suppose it's, you know his armor, like the orange bits. I think yeah. he has lots of great textures, this this figure. And uh here we go. Uh oh, no, not from this one. That's great. Just uh, chasing <laughs> Eddie's toys. Same with Paul on the backpack, keep the weight down. Heck yeah. And MCDJ yeah, just go. reminding us telephone. Yep, yep, yep. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Muppet fans will get it. Let us know. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Phone, phone. <laughs> cool. I'm going to jump in with mine then. Oh, yeah. I'm going to add this to the stream. Who decided that this woman should be allowed to wear spandex on a battlefield? I mean... Wow. Okay. Wow. I thought hey, I was being fired. controversial with my, my Zartan, <laughs> you know, mask. Okay. Right? I can kind of I... see where you're coming from. Yeah, it's absolutely ridiculous. You got a very attractive woman wearing skin tight leather on the battlefield. Okay, she's got a very tiny backpack. This is the like most ridiculous thing they they've ever done in GI Joe. I mean, what the hell? Like, I mean, <laughs> she can't she can't even sneak on people because she's been in that for a while. So all you hear is <laughs> what's that? Sound? It's a used distraction for I mean her the soldiers behind her. Yes. Um, you know, saying she's a rabbit tail. On, on, on taking out the uh, you know the enemies, they're sort of checking her out. But yeah, I think that suit has got to get very hot very quickly on a battlefield. Oh heck You're yeah! Not getting around silently in that outfit. And guys, uh, all the love to the Baroness. It's just recently being <laughs> in a convention with load shedding being like heavy as it has been. Guys, I know that we're using load shedding a lot, and I, I suspect oh, that maybe at all the time at this point in the podcast, uh, you're off more than welcome to have a shot every time rob and i say that and you'll get properly drunk so use this episode for a party game it's going to be a good idea let's get that <laughs> christmas cheer going um but it was so hot in there because the air conditioning kept failing it oh, was goodness. a particularly humid weekend 
and one of the hottest in Joburg this summer that we were, I mean, the place stank to high heaven. I'm just going to say, um, and that's because, you know, uh, uh, for those who don't know, rage does like a whole three day long LAN event. And, yeah. uh, I mean, guys, I mean, these guys could have all cumulatively taken showers in the place and it was still stunk. So this is no like disrespect to the guys there. It's just, it, it was, <laughs> it smelled like human in there. <laughs> and I'm just thinking, and that's why the Baroness just kind of jumped out at me because I was like, wow, like, to wear right, something right. that she would not tight, survive. Yeah, it just it just gave me the heebie-jeebies. I was just like, it's gonna be gross to wear. So that's uh, one. So that's three. We three in or two in, two in for me. But always the man of reason. Darren Cobb says God decided it. That's why she's wearing that outfit, and we are all thankful. What next, Paul? Lady J needs to button up. <laughs> that's actually a good idea. <laughs> that is a good idea. I mean, like. What the hell, dangerous. man? Dangerous. Loose it's buttons dangerous. on a battlefield? Come on. Yes. No, like that. But, I mean, I don't know. I, I think Lady J, if those, if those boobs got out, people could die. I mean, she's she's hot. Lady <laughs> J's hot. Maybe that's the whole reason for Baroness. I mean, I know this is going to be... We're going to get in such trouble for this episode. But uh, maybe that's the thing. Maybe Baroness has to wear that all of that stuff just it's, to protect exactly the weak protect. men on the battlefield from for her, sure. her body. Sure. From her so, body. My next one is 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 a two for one because I did, actually didn't realize that two different characters came with the same setup. Um, so this is always being weird and annoying to me. It was muskrat, <laughs> muskrat and mace, both yes. with a helmet. Wasn't it's it the other way around? Helmet. It's pretty Mace cool. and then Muskrat. The yeah, yeah, anyway. I don't know. It's one or the other. It's a, I get I so confused with this figure as well. Unless you yeah, see the face. Muskrat mm. and Mace. Or maybe it's the other way around. But anyway. They both come with helmet that to which their missile launcher is attached. It's attached to their helmet. And nothing else. They're not holding onto it with their hands. Uh, I think like in the in the package art, maybe one of them is. But otherwise, they're just standing there with a giant missile launcher on their head, lopsided. It's only on one side. It's not like, you know, counterbalance with any weights on the other side. On their head is a missile launcher. Yeah. It's, I mean, I think the only plus side of this is that at least they covered up the eye that's closer to the missile. So <laughs> when you fire that missile, at least your, you know, your right eye is not going to get burned completely out of the socket. Demon. <laughs> <laughs> but now the real question is rob would you want it any other way like <laughs> that that's the thing like if you as a i know for a fact if i had this toy as a kid my kid logic in wanting to be more of a grown-up would want to cut that thing off the side of the head and be like yeah now it's cool now it looks like something from mad max or fist of the north star <laughs> But as an adult, I would kick myself. I'd be so annoyed. I'd lament the fact that that thing is missing. Because this is the most ridiculous thing. It's absolutely... I mean, I, I've always thought it's ridiculous, but I really do wish I owned at least one of these figures. So I can actually see this for myself, you know, in real life. Like, behold it and actually attach the missile launch, you know, launch it to his hat. And then attach the hat to his head. And he's like, yeah, I'm ready for battle now. <laughs> I'm really ready. I'm so ready. I've got my head in the game. Hell yeah. <laughs> you know, and <laughs> it's chasing it. 
toys in the comments, at least they're using their heads. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, just uh, a mid, uh, a midstream, uh, mid podcast shout out, midstream. I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, we've had a whole bunch of guys here. I just want to just on this festive uh, episode, just do a shout out to MC DJ ACDC, Darren Cobb, our stalwarts, Matthew Comstock. So good to have you around again, man. We miss seeing you and we miss your comments and we you know you're a cool guy. So it's glad to, I'm glad to see you here. Um, where is the other little man that snuck in here? Not little. The other man that snuck in here is Budface69, who... Um, oh, yeah. Hell yeah, he made our podcast look so good last episode with these flight helmets. And that sexy voice, I'm sure we're getting lots of comments about that. Oh, uh, yeah, be- believe me. I mean, I don't even have to pick my favorite comment. They're all just basically, I hope you guys thank voice. that man because he, he was amazing. He is he amazing. amazing. People yeah, are just like, Buttface is, is the best. We love Buttface. <laughs> 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 and then um, I'm sure I saw... Uh, Chasing ADs is here as well. And, also, and Jimmy, we, we did do a shout out to Jimmy earlier. So what's up, Jimmy? And I did see uh, Bob as well. Bomb Squad. Um, yeah. Bob Squad, the Bob Squad's here as well. So we've got quite a you full house. You should be really, blushing, really awesome Buttface. Buttface69, I'm blushing. But I want to jump in. I want to jump in some of these uh, comments. Uh, my first one was uh, greeting. Uh, uh, oh, sweet death, yeah. MC DJ is like, Oh, sweet death, take me now. This is because of my comments on the Baroness, I'm sure. Um, and then, uh, Darren Cobb's attention, Bergforce. Can we have a minute's silence for our fallen brother, Paul? Guys, you know, I love the Baroness a lot more than I should. And it's possible that I have some kind of weird, unhealthy obsession with her. Um, you know how it is. You're a kid. You see this woman on a cartoon. And uh, it inspires strange, you're fine, strange you're thoughts fine, and feelings. You're fine, Paul, until you, you know, the, the role-playing gets to the bedroom and you have Cecilia, you know, dressing up as Baroness. I think, yeah, and it's I like, think, you know, as, as long as you never admit to that. <laughs> I think we're okay. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so... That's the thing, and then uh, Matthew is also like, "This is something from Motu." Yes, surely it's uh, absolutely head, gun, gun head, 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 head gun blast, head man, head blast, uh, blast head, uh, <laughs> head, head bang, bang head, head bang, head bang, head bang, head bang. That would be a cool name for GI Joe. Cool. As Darren says, "Time to head up and book out." <laughs> yeah, time to butt out and head out. Wait, hit what? Anyway, uh, adding to the st- <laughs> guys, I just want to present you the most infallible GI Joe uh, toy ever made. Ever, um, wow! You absolutely, yeah, you absolutely cannot uh, discount this character at all. This is obviously, um, obviously, this is the Cobra Ninja known as Storm Shadow. There is absolutely nothing wrong with Storm Shadow. He is undeniably like just so great. I mean, he's a ninja, and he wears white. And that's just because, you know, he's even invisible wearing white. He can kill tanks. He comes with swords. He doesn't have guns in this world of military. He just stabs literally everybody. Bulletproof. Everybody in and fact, everything. Everything. It took us a long time to get here. But at least we're finally at a point now where movies are now starting to understand how Storm Shadow works in a battlefield. 
Uh, I'm, I'm, of course, referring to the trailer for the latest John Wick film where you mm. actually see John Wick literally blocking bullets with a katana, and I still want to watch that movie. So, Heck yeah. Yeah. So, Storm Shadow is completely infallible. I know Rob fully agrees with me. Steven's sitting there going, yes, Paul, you're absolutely 100% so right. He's probably the, I don't know why he's yeah. mentioning him in this ridiculous segment. I just had to put that out there. I didn't want anybody to throw any shade because I, I just felt like maybe people would maybe take the opportunity to take a jab at this fantastic toy, and they haven't yet. So, go you, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah for so, sure a ninja in the middle of a military force absolutely makes perfect sense totally but guys 100%. let's let's be real here i mean like no more bullshit no more sarcasm no more storm shadow is possibly one of the dumbest things ever in in the gi joe line <laughs> let's not dick around it's a freaking ninja in an army toys line i mean what's he doing there like <laughs> I mean, he's got a bow and arrow. It's not even like a killer bow and arrow. It's like some Fisher Price thing. It's like, you know. I mean, how many kids when they got this ninja were like, "Yeah, I love playing with a ninja in my army stories." Sweet, Absolutely ridiculous. Let me, you know, face him off against Duke and uh, Roadblock. Exactly. You know. Definitely I mean, gonna win. And just to add insult to injury. It's one of the most valuable G.I. Joe toys that you can get. And why? Is it just because they've made a mistake to put a ninja in the line? I don't know. I don't know. It's just, it's messed up. Let's see what the... thinking. It is pretty <laughs> ridiculous to have a ninja in a military line. <laughs> it makes no sense whatsoever. Why would you even bother? <laughs> Darren says, Darren Cobb says, all he sees is a blank screen. What ninja? And that's exactly mm. the problem. Like, you can't even see the toy. It's invisible. It's just, Ninjas are dumb. The 80s are dumb. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get into so much crap for this. Do you know what's okay. more dumb? What's more dumb? More dumb is a guy who goes on the battlefield. He calls himself Captain Gridiron. Oh, and this he's like, clown. I am the biggest football fan ever in the history of the world. And he carries his bombs. They let him. They let this guy. They let him wear his football gear. And let him go on the battlefield. With football, football grenades, bombs. football bombs. I don't, I don't understand. Like, this like, is like, like the dumbest idea. I can't who, even who, understand it. Why would who you even likes it? American football? Like, is that, that's that's <laughs> no a real sport, does. Rob. That's a, I think no, it's for a sure, real but sport. There's no World Cup for American football. I mean, there was a World Cup for you know soccer. But not for American football, I can tell you that much. Yeah, they only have, uh, I think it's the international series. I don't know. Somebody somebody who knows about this game, I know that there's a lot of rugby people here that listen to the podcast, uh, but I don't know how many people are into American football. The, so, so, yeah, this guy to me is... But face is like, hey now! <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, the thing is, I'm, 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 not, I'm not knocking, like, sport-themed... Uh, you know, characters in general. I'm just like, he took Duh, the theme Hardball's and really the best ran Joe. with it. Let's not, yeah. You know, he took yeah. that theme and he really ran with it. Like, it's, it's like he's an actual football player and he, he, you know, he grabbed the football. He ran for the, I don't know, the 90-yard line where they're running, 50, 50 yards. I, where they're going. <laughs> I don't even understand. Um, but face six, nine, me, it's me. <laughs> <laughs> Oh wow! 
Yeah. Uh, MC, uh, DJ ACD, that's because the rest of the world's too weak to play American U.S. football. <laughs> <laughs> because, like, they have done good sports characters before, you know? I mean, there are characters that have, like, sports vests. I think, who is it? Um, Bazooka? I mean, he has, he, has, he, has, he has that kind of, like, numbered vest on. It yeah. kind of just adds a little bit extra to the character. And I think a really well-done sport-themed character is Hardball. That's like, the best G.I. Joe they've ever made. You know, Hands down. I think it's best fantastic. Best G.I. Joe. I mean, ne- right next know, to Wild Boar. Absolutely. Another fantastic character. But like compared, like comparing Gridiron to Hardball, I think Hardball is a much better representation of someone who really enjoys his sport, yes. but actually uses like the knowledge of the sport to inform the way that he uses his weapons instead of being yes. like, I'm going to carry around a baseball bat and I'm going to knock these grenades over to the other side, you know, to the Cobra team. Like, he's taken that idea, you know, like, I love baseball. And he's transformed it into, it's a soldier who lobs grenades with an actual proper grenade launcher. This works so much better. And guys, can can I just take a few seconds here just to comment on, and, and in all serious now, seriousness no, now, sure. Hardball is a great toy. I actually no, no, really no. love Hardball. I'm, I'm agreeing that I'm I'm contrasting Fully, full line to Hardball. I think Hardball is a really good, is, is a good idea. You know, of taking someone who's really into his sport, but yeah. adapting that to 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 his military um, specialty essentially. And that grenade launcher is absolute sex. It's so. I cool. think it's so cool. <laughs> yeah, it is so so cool. That's like if. I kind of, it's just, it's weird. It, it almost has as much personality as Hardball does, you know? Yeah. And, and so. that's something. It's, it's that's a something uniquely shaped thing. weapon, which is kind of cool. Um, but Come, yeah, getting back to Gr- Captain Gridiron, Buttface, you know, says, um, a football-shaped grenade makes sense in terms of being able to throw a larger, more deadly grenade further. Okay, got that That does make perfect sense. Although he does then come back with it would ca- suck to carry them around, though. Yeah, that's true. I also love the bit of insight we had here from Buttface on Captain Gridiron makes sense, but because he's a West Point grad and they let those guys do whatever stupid thing they want. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so there is actually a reason for why this guy exists. You know, it's like, I'm really good at football, but I can't get into a professional football team. Well, you can use those abilities on the battlefield. Oh, great. Exactly. <laughs> And guys, it would be so easy to go after um, to go over somebody like Raptor, okay? Mm. And you know, in GI Joe book, we re- oh, I just feel like the, maybe the, this is not something we ever set out to do, but we've always appreciated giving the underappreciated characters like a bit of love, uh, injecting them with some excitement, not because we felt we needed to, but just because we've got all these cool toys to play with, you know, and you want to enjoy all of them, you should like, you know, make them cool. We shouldn't be like discounting stuff except for wild ball. That toy sucks. Um, <laughs> but, <clears throat> but so I'm going to kind of leave Raptor out of this because it's just really too easy to pick. We never on. go for the low hanging fruit. Never. We try and, yeah, we really don't go for the low hanging fruit. We never, we never, we never do. Always. And, and Rob would, Rob, Rob is so sneaky. I never know how serious he actually is. In fact, dude, <laughs> that's something that was quite sweet because Celia kind of mentioned it on the drive home. And she's okay. like, 
you, she's like, you can never really tell when Rob's being serious or not. And I'm like, only in the beginning. <laughs> only in the beginning. Because eventually it'll, it'll make sense. Yeah. So you'll, you'll get there. So Don't crystal worry. ball, guys. Okay. Like, well, this came out I, of the field. Yeah, of course. I mean, th this would be considered low-hanging fruit, which is why I'm not going to pick on him. But I do want to take a few minutes and just kind of reflect on the fact that this character, in my opinion, and I'm not talking about now, because obviously some of the comic writers of today, of the now, have kind of clicked on this. And, you know, Troy, um, you clicked on this as well. And that's why, you know, you wanted him in Red Glare. I'm a big fan of Crystal Ball because I feel like there's a lot of potential there, especially considering that this um, figure was actually, um, you know, conceptualized by Stephen King. Yeah, yeah. Is it Stephen? And he yeah. looks awesome too. I think he's he looks like a proper maniac. He's 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 a good villain. He is a great villain. I cannot understand. And okay, actually, I, I suppose now that I give it some thought, it is an '87 Joe, but he would have been such a great villain in the cartoon. Mm. I really feel like. Crystal Ball is just one of those toys that should be mentioned for just being such a great character with a, I think, fantastic uh, character design, but just an average value for toys. Like, you know, as a toy, like I'm sure a lot of kids, I, and I know a lot of kids got Crystal Ball because he was probably on sale. And I mean, I know that if Crystal Ball was on sale in South Africa, I would have had him because my mother, you know, was a working mom. And she would have only gone to the shops much, much later after all the other moms managed to buy all the, the Brave Stars. And I would have gotten a crystal ball, which would have been cool because I, I would have had a G.I. Joe. Just this would have been the one I had. And it doesn't seem like the most exciting figure, actually, at first glance. This is really like the intellectual uh, intellectual person's G.I. Yeah, for Joe. sure, because like, he doesn't even come with weapons. So, Although, yeah, having said that, my mom probably would have bought him for me. The way she did scoop. <laughs> so I probably would have owned him too. Exactly, right? But the thing is, scoop is cool. Like, if you look at scoop just as a kid, I, I know, like, my feelings about scoop, if I had that in my hands as a kid, I would have been like, look at all this cool stuff. And with Crystal Ball, I can relate to this figure mostly because I got that um, bartender from the brave star series in fact this all came not all came back but i was sort of reminded of this when we went to go and check out uh heinz uh heinz wizards store mm. and uh i saw that bartender the green one from brave star and i just remember <laughs> having him as a kid and all he literally came with was like a those um serving trays and then he had a flicking action in his arm or something to shoot those serving trays out and yeah that was thrilling i'm sure a lot of kids who got that figure were thrilled and that's They're how I feel a lot of people will probably like feel about when they got Crystal Ball. But only when you get a bit older, do you really hate the bartender from Brave Star, but actually appreciate Crystal Ball. Yeah, so. I think the older you get, the, the more you like him. Yeah. Um, yeah. And as, as Jim says, uh, well, he apologizes first. Sorry to keep going on. But CB was an incredible character in Costa's G.I. Joe Cobra. Exactly. So even though the exactly. cartoon didn't do him well uh, or use him at all. He was definitely well used in the comics. Totally. And that's the thing, right? Like, you know, that, that's a good example of the fan base and the writers growing up with the fan base, growing up together. So mm. thank you for mentioning that, Jimmy, because, yeah, that's exactly how I feel. And, you know, and, and I, 
I just love the idea of him being like a crazy ass Yuri Geller mystic trying to sell crap to people and just evolving, in, at least in my mind, evolving into actually being quite a dangerous person in the whole thing, you know, cult of personality type of vibe. Anyway, which brings ah. us to Rob's next offering. I think this is your... This uh, is my fifth, final one. Your final one. It's the yes. final. So, <laughs> or whatever. It's the final figure. So first, okay. So for those who can see what I'm sharing, <laughs> hopefully you, you can't see who the who, who it is. But who is this? Who is this? Like if you were to that... just look at him and you didn't know who he was, who would you think he is? Oh, are you asking me? You want me to tell you? I'm asking you? you. Yeah, you're asking me. I'm I asking keep wanting. Who, who is this? I keep wanting to... Isn't that meant to be Dusty? No. Yeah, no. Not Dusty. Isn't that meant to be Flint or something? It is. This is Flint. It's But Crazy. it's ridiculous. Because he does not look a single thing like Flint. Doesn't look a thing like Flint. Even though he apparently <laughs> comes... I mean, what he has on his head is apparently a beret. And that's not really obvious because of the way that they sculpted... The, the helmet that he has it just have looks you like the card art <laughs> the card art i i did not i didn't badger i'm gonna i'm gonna get it right now because on the card yes thank you for mentioning the card art because on the card art it actually it is a mix of um dusty's it is it, it would have like a flowing like piece of fabric on it mm. while this the actual figure does not have that it just looks awful. It, it's, it's weird. Like, for Flint, it looks absolutely awful. But as a G.I. Joe character, I think it looks pretty cool. Like, it's pretty awesome. But, I mean, it's just like, as Flint, it yeah. makes no sense whatsoever. It also kind of reminds it kind of reminds me as like of Judge Dredd, and I see just as I said that, chasing 80s in the co uh, comments, Flint <laughs> cosplaying a custom Judge Dredd with that helmet. Heck yeah. Uh, oh, and <laughs> MCDJ ACDC. Actually, also, that's Raptor 2.0. That makes total sense to me. Yeah. You know, as but well. But like, you, okay, Look so on the card art, art, it's way more obvious that that is a beret, but he's they've kind of attached fabric to it. So he's more prepared. I guess this is more like Desert Flint. And it's literally, that's what it says on his card. He's Desert Paratrooper. So the card Which art you... makes it pretty obvious. Um. Wow, he has a sandblaster and it shoots. Oh god! Oh, <laughs> oh no, please no. Um, but no, like, he, and it's even to shoot listed actual as a beret on on Yojo. But like, yeah, it does but... not look anything when you put it on his head. That is not a beret. That's just a that's a bucket helmet that he's putting on his head. <laughs> to me, seriously, this is the most ridiculous thing in in all of Jojo. Like, it nothing about this this figure scre screams at me flint this is flint at all like you see him from a distance you're like okay or maybe you know dusty um i don't know like a duke with a bucket on his head um, yeah absolutely i'm the law you're all like judge red he could this could be a really cool judge red figure actually um, yeah but nothing nothing about this says to me this is duke I mean Flint. <laughs> right. I'm getting confused. I can't even remember who he is anymore. That's I keep thinking he's Dusty. Yeah, I keep <laughs> exactly. I, I like it's Beach weird. Time Cobra Commander. The, actually, Darren the first Cobb. thing that I saw when when I was thinking about like what's really ridiculous in GI Joe, and the, to me this is like 
for real ridiculous. Like I cannot understand how you, you go and call this Flint. It's not. Beach time Cobra Commander, as Darren Cobb says. Yeah, for sure. That, that this, That's a better guess. <laughs> but like, it's just, it's awful. I really, I can't, I can't stand this. Why? Why do you look like this? Why? 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 <laughs> <laughs> I just think this, this is, yeah. I mean, like I've been having fun up to this point, but like for reals, guys, please in the comments, tell me why. Why does he look like this? Yeah, this is, I, I, I don't awful. understand it's almost like he's a different character, dude. It's like That's, he probably yeah. he is literally another character. Like the only way that you can tell that you can't even. I think they just named him Flint because they just couldn't be bothered to come up with a new name for a character. Yeah, I think I honestly think that's exactly the thing. You know, I think that's that's literally it. It's, it it makes me sad. Poor poor Flint never got another cool. Poor version. Flint, a character that. Like a, a Joe that I absolutely love the toy of. I have enjoyed his cartoon representation of immensely. But I think it's still very much an anomaly in the line of G.I. Joe. Maybe it is considered a bit of low-hanging fruit. But I do want to kind of get into this a little bit. Because this character is Barbecue. And, oh wow! Uh, and actually, not just barbecue. There's another one as well that I'm going. I'm kind of lumping two into one here. I love the idea of having a firefighter in GI Joe, and that part makes sense to me because you know when you're a kid, you want to grow up to be a cop, a fireman, an army man, a mailman, a pilot. Um, these are some of the roles that uh, you know were thrust upon us as children. Uh, when we're coming up with our future careers, not artists or ninjas, by the way, which just one of us in this uh, podcast wanted to be one of those. <laughs> barbecue. Barbecue. Yes, um, but I don't, like, I really love this toy, and I really love my classified version of him as well. And it's a I really just, cool I, figure. He's a really cool idea. figure. I just don't know what to do with him in, uh, in G.I. Joe stories, like, in my mind sometimes. Like, like, does he set fires I, to put out? Because yeah, <laughs> I guess he just goes with the team wherever they go in case there's like fire. They're like, "Oh, you guys are gonna go into a war zone where there's maybe fires?" And he's like, "And they're like, yeah, no, for sure. Okay, well, maybe you'll need someone to put those out for you." It's also pretty lonely, you know, because there's nobody else that actually puts fires out. There's only yeah. this, you know. We've only it doesn't got help this that you have over like here. other guys yeah, who are making the fires, and he's like, "Come on, please." And apologize, uh, apologize, apologize, yeah. Apologies Apologized. for the typing. But then you got Blowtorch. He's yeah. like, I don't, like, I love him as well. This this toy is great. Uh, guys, if you don't have a Blowtorch in your life, please get Blowtorch. Get a Blowtorch. Oh, it's so great. He's so, so great. Like, as as me, as an adult, I run around, I go, <laughs> and I set stuff on fire with him all the time. <laughs> all the time. And it's like, it's so much fun. But like, a flamethrower in a good guy side of the army is a little bit scary. And I think it's kind of ridiculous in some ways as well, you know? That but is kind I of think scary. It is kind of scary. And I mean, Char Broyles also in this mix. So we have three. We have three of these. Yet yeah, we have Charbroil, one computer two specialist. Flamethrowers yeah. and, and one guy who puts the, the, their fires out, basically. Exactly. But we only have one computer specialist. And one communication specialist in the whole of G.I. Joe. Which is kind of ridiculous if you think about it, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's 
three people that technically can make fire. One of them's job is to actually put fires out. The other two is to make fires burnier and to make cobras <laughs> meltier and screamier. So, yeah. Actually, four. Ice Cream Soldier is also a flamethrower dude, isn't he? Yeah. He's also a flame trooper. Yes. Actually, is. Wow. Yeah. Wow. has more flamethrower dudes than Cobra does. I mean, Cobra just it's... has incinerator. Yeah. It's pretty wow. weird if you think about it. And I mean, I suppose Torch, if you want to look at it like, but Torch yeah. is not really Cobra, but he kind of, but he is. But, you but know he is. He's, he's a bad guy. So Torch counts. But like as a trooper, like they only have the incinerators. So, yeah, like that's the thing. Like, I just think like, so for my fifth one, it's not so much a figure or a toy from G.I. Joe that's ridiculous. It's a concept in G.I. Joe that I find absolutely ridiculous. Fire I love it. and fire flamethrowers. I love it because I think Blowtorch, Charbroil, and Barbecue are three of the most amazing toys ever made in the line. And I know I say that about a lot of G.I. Joe, but hey, that's why we have a podcast about G.I. Joe. We love the stuff. Um, but like in all fairness, you can do no wrong with a Blowtorch figure. I mean, when I had the multi, when I had the modern era version of Blowtorch, I have like two or three of them because he kept coming in like subsequent waves and I was a little fatigued. I was like, oh God, it's another Blowtorch. Like, fuck. <laughs> but. Um, that first one that I got in the modern era was amazing. And the vintage in a lot of ways is like comparable. It's just as, it's just as good in terms of its features, maybe even better because less finicky. Um, if you can believe that with Blowtorch, because Blowtorch is kind of finicky for a vintage toy, mm. but yeah, just the concept of GI Joe having so many flamethrowers and Cobra having like, well, none. One. Or two. Well, one. Yeah, well, one, one and a two, half. But this one, one and, and, and also that one only came along in the nineties. Well, G.I. Joe had flame flamethrower only for like probably 10 years-ish. Yeah, 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 exactly. It's absolutely crazy, actually, if you really do think about it. Like, they were really willing to, do, like, use anything to take on Cobra. Like, there were no limits. And hello, Hans. <laughs> Have a good family time. <laughs> Darren Gobb and Hans Child. Wow, a drive-by Hans job. <laughs> <laughs> Hans, we missed you too, buddy. Like, yeah, we haven't. Oh, yeah. yeah. Next episode Banish. will hopefully be at a more reasonable time. Like, yes. The, the low shedding, uh, you know, take <laughs> shot. Um, willing, we will we'll be things. back to a much more normal time. Today, we were like, we, we just, we want to do an episode, you know, and we, we don't often get to do episodes without Steven. So we're like, Ugh, we have to. We'll do take it. the opportunity. We can't um, not that, do it. That said, guys, um, so the next episode, if we have to go by our usual uh, episode frequencies, mm. frequency scheduling, is <laughs> over the Christmas weekend. Frequency. And Steve is here with family and he's got all the kids and everything. So we just need to get into our little tent and figure out what we're going to do. And we'll let you know when the next episode is. There's a high likelihood it might be before Christmas or just after or maybe we'll even do a Christmas Eve one. I don't know. You know, we traditionally... I don't either. Also, always... Don't forget, it's not just Christmas, but it is also Stephen's wedding anniversary. Yes, exactly. Yeah. It's a huge yeah. thing. It's like, you know, Stephen's wedding like, to things to be responsible for. Yeah, but, you know, you never things. know. We, we might yeah. be able to drag him away and be like, ah, you know, save the gammon, save the turkey for later, you know, just chat with us chat with the people yes. for an hour and a half so that's the cool thing so we just we're just going to figure out what's going on there so guys please don't be cross with us if we don't have an episode over the christmas weekend um 
But or do, do have... tell us how much you or... hate us in the comments. Yeah, tell us how, how much you hate us in the know, comments. Over, yeah. You know, the Christmas season where we all should be giving and taking and, and having a lovely time <laughs> being nice to each other. And um, <laughs> also, I feel like because we haven't had that episode or that uh, um, because we're not sure when that hap episode's happening. Uh, I know the Americans, uh, you guys have just had Thanksgiving. Well, just had. That was a couple of weeks ago now. I, oh I swear, goodness. I'm still trying to get myself right. I keep thinking it's the end of November, but I know I'm in December. It's weird. But yeah, guys, to the Berg Force, to everybody that listens to our show, that watches our YouTube videos, that watches our podcast on the YouTube, on the YouTube. thank you so much, guys. It's really, really awesome. It's great that we have built this um, awesome, that we've managed to build this thing called G.I. Joe Berg that we really enjoy doing sometimes in in all honesty you know full disclosure sometimes it is difficult and then it ends up being a great show or and it ends up being a great play motion episode you know so it's not always easy it's not always roses guys but but it ends up being roses which is cool all so, great fun in the end all great fun in the end and the fact that you all you know make time for us to listen to us in your busy days um and you know that you guys have you know supported us through the patreon supported um the youtube um shorts the the vlogs and stuff that uh, steven's been doing which are separate to the youtube shorts um but all that guys thank you so much that's really really super super it's awesome the biggest i know gift that we can get in christmas is isn't is, is an amazing um yeah support, group of people uh, who enjoy us group of people and we enjoy and, you guys and people we actually call friends you know like so thank you guys thank you for that and it's really awesome and i'm so glad that you know that we've done this podcast i'm so glad that we do this because it reminds me of you know the better side of the world you know and, and how yeah, cool dude. things can be and the more ridiculous yeah, side of the world sometimes too and i love it it's the ultimate excuse for me to be able to spend time with my friends with two of my closest if not my closest friends rob and steve <laughs> no i know dude i know and tearing up inside i've got exactly uh, i'm also inside it's melty custards and stuff like that but it's also <laughs> it's also given me a great excuse to to still be able to keep the child in me alive while i'm uh, while i'm a grown-up and i hope that in some small way we've done that for for everybody else in the workforce and yeah guys it's been a it's been a nuts year but let me not uh do too much of that because i'm sure steven would also love to comment and, and absolutely he's, say, he's and, miracle. you know him yeah, maybe want to throw some. Maybe he'll sing a song. You'll sing some Christmas ditty or something. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> you never know. Um, and Rob, before we head out the door, is there anything from Postbox? The not Postbox, the pit from Scoop Scoop. Scoop Scoop Boop Doop Boop. Well, as I said earlier, I think basically uh, I could not find a single comment on our previous video uh, or his previous episode that was not like waxing lyrical about how amazing Butt Base Six Nine is. So I think. My favorite comment is every single person who absolutely enjoyed Buttface. Um, thank you for, for listening to the episode and, and having a great time with them. I'm sorry I couldn't be there. Hopefully we'll we'll do it again next year and we can all be together. And we also got a um, we also got a very cool uh, postcard uh, postbox the pit. Uh, oh. I wonder if Steve wants to comment on this, but I, well, I, I'm here, and we might as well do it You're now. You're here now, so. Um, so Sam Smith writes, "Gents, great episode about jets. You raised good questions about the Cobra Pogo, 
and I pointed uh, and pointed out its many flaws. It's a ridiculous toy. But, um, may or may not be the genesis of this current episode, by the way. That's uh, parentheses as Paul. Still kind of fun though. When I look at the pogo, I see this, and it's an illustration of a mug. Uh, it's it's a mug and a pogo. God, I can't get this image off here. I'm ridiculously stupid. Anyway, <laughs> my personal theory on this, says Sam is based on zero evidence whatsoever is that some Hasbro designer lost a bet to another Hasbro designer whereby the loser had to make a coffee mug into a G.I. Joe toy. I mean, the main body of the Pogo looks like it was built to fit the cup holder of your car. Also, the Pogo doesn't fit comfortably. It doesn't comfortably fit the three, uh, 375 or three three-quarter inch figure, but it does fit six ounces of hot brown liquid. <laughs> <laughs> coincidence i think not haha <laughs> says sam sam thank you for that man that's really really cool and i got another one i got another episode this is for uh i, I think um i don't know i think steve might might be saving this for an episode but uh sam smith also went gents in episode 278 one of you paul or rob i think made a passing reference to red-headed joes that got me thinking uh-oh we're in trouble rob um, <laughs> there are a lot of ginger gi joes I always mm. thought that ginger folk were rare. Uh, that ginger folk were rare. The product of double recessive genes. Okay, like that's yeah, way above my pay grade right now. A quick Google search confirms this. The ginger gene shows up in about one to two po- uh, percent of the population of the human population overall, and two to six percent in people of northern European a- ancestry. Uh, I, I, I can confirm, yes. Since wow. Christmas is the season for red and green, let's count the number of ginger joes for the sake of fun. Here's the roster as best I can tell. Guys, obviously, once again, we're not profiling people, and gingers are great. Cool. Let's get into it. 82 <laughs> Scarlet, also 93 Scarlet. 83 Cover Gold. The figure has brown hair, but the box art clearly shows red hair. Dun, dun, dun. Snow Job. Wild Bull. Deep Six. Also 89 Deep Six. Oh, also 92 and 93 Wild Bull. 84 Ripcord. The figure has orangey hair, but blonde hair in the Marvel comics. Hmm. Thunder. Hey, Rob, didn't you have Thunder? Yeah, Thunder. Uh, Thunder was one of them. Crankcase. Uh, Outback. Also 88 and 93 Outback. But not Tiger Force Outback. (laughs) (laughs) Taurus. Oh, yeah, I suppose the beard. Yeah, Yeah, Taurus. Charbroil. Yes, Charbroil. And he was even in this episode. Frostbite dyed his hair from dark brown to bright red. Yes, that's correct. And also Tiger Force Frostbite also has like bright red hair, if memory serves. Dogfight, long range, uh, 91 Dusty. Was he always a ginger? We don't know because he has the, I think, the 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 um, hemlock. hemlock. Yeah. Havelock. 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 <laughs> Havelock. Steven's like facepalm, and then he's like, yes, you got it. <laughs> uh, 92 Ace, how you would categorize 83 and 90. How, how would you categorize 83 and 93 Ace figures? I don't know, but Ace. A 92 Big Bear, 92 and 93 Cutter, dyed his hair from light brown to bright red. So there we go, guys. That's 18. And if you count in all the additional years, that's quite a bit more because maths, I don't do maths. So here's the question. different redheads. There's 18 different redheads. So here's the question. Why are there so many Ginger Joes? Do gingers possess some extra inborn athleticism that makes them super badasses and natural targets for spec ops recruitment? Or is it just that orange hair is an easy way to create some color interest in otherwise muted army figures? I don't think it has anything to do with the color at all. Um, no. 
Now, um, of course, I'm going to mention a friend of mine uh, named uh, Mike Ellison. Uh, it's a mutual friend of uh, Steve's and myself. Actually, uh, he's a friend of Steve's brother. And Mike, uh, anyway, I don't want to go into the whole thing. Mike Ellison's brother's friends with Steve's brother. I don't know. It's the whole thing. Anyway, <laughs> doesn't okay. matter. Um, Mike is a redhead gent, and he is one of the fittest, most, uh, most athletic people I know that hasn't been trained by ninjas. And he's a biokineticist, and he's an incredibly great um, a biokineticist as well. Uh, and yeah, he's all about that sports. And Mike's got a real like sort of sporty instinct. So maybe I don't know. Maybe he's onto something there. I don't so know. Based off your anecdotal evidence, uh, Rob really yeah. are just better than anyone else. Yeah, exactly. It's just that's super scientific. Uh, Rob says uh, anecdotal. That's just another word for science. Uh, <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> um, and yeah. But listen, I think in all fairness, they probably just did it for a little bit of color variation, you know. And also, Zartan, Zaran, and Zandar's Mark says, I mean, they're they're probably redheads too. I mean, they are redheads. Oh, dude, yeah, totally, yeah. So that's exactly. yeah. I think I mean, he'd only count as the the GI Joes. So yeah. Actually, there's a lot of redheads in the GI Joe universe. So, yeah, with that, and also, guys, it's a cool one in that, and it's the last thing I get to share before I get out the door. I know everybody's like, oh God, Paul, seriously, dude. Enough. <laughs> uh, um, just a, a special shout out in alphabetical order to Brian Transfixed Nichols. Uh, happy birthday, dude. And we hope it was a great one the other day. And this is your happy Bergforce birthday. birthday. Happy birthday. We did reach out, or I did reach out to see if he could be on the episode. Um, sadly, the timing was just a bit hectic because we weren't sure what was happening with load shedding schedules because they have changed dramatically. And I didn't want to get somebody to be booked in and then Rob couldn't make the show. So yeah. So I did message him only a couple of hours ago um, to see if he could make it. And sadly he, I don't think he could, but that's fine. We can always make a gap for you in a future one, or we can submit a topic idea. Also a huge happy birthday to Gary Viola, Gary V. Dude, Gary has been with the show for a very, very long time. And a huge supporter of G.I. Joburg and a huge supporter of G.I. Joburg's toy collections as well. Thank you, Gary. Um, you've definitely made this journey awesome. And we hope your next trip around the sun is an amazing one. And as always, filled with great health, all the love and happiness, and lots of opportunity. And that's for both of our Bergforce members. Sadly, Gary had an appointment with Santa today, and so he couldn't join us. But we do uh, want to get him on the show, definitely. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. So happy no, birthday, Gary. Many red-headed G.I. Joes. Yes, totally. There we go. Um, and he was also the inspiration for earlier's uh, for the earlier what do you want to what do you want Santa to sneak under your Christmas tree? That said, guys, <laughs> thank you so much for another awesome episode. Thank you, Rob, for another awesome yeah. episode. Yeah, we missed you, Steve. We hope you're having fun and and had a manus. Had manus. Hermanus. And Hermanus. And uh, it's actually meant to be Hermanus, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Just being Adam asked. Anus. Adam Anus. And yeah, <laughs> uh, here's hoping this uh, the next one's going to be great too. And Hell that's yeah. Paul and Rob jumping out the door. Oh, I'm going first. Burg, <laughs> <laughs>